0: Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome uh, to Kazi Podcast. No matter where you are in the world, you are listening uh, to Kazi Podcast. And Kazi Podcast is simply a podcast that was designed to be a source of encouragement for you uh, in this time of need, in this time where we all need to hear some word of of strength, uh, some word of encouragement. Uh, So this is what we're here to do. We're here to encourage you in the name of Jesus Christ. So I simply want to take the opportunity to go over a couple of things with you uh, right now. Um, We know we're living in an interesting time right now where we're going through a pandemic, going through an outbreak, what we call uh, coronavirus, where it shut the world down. It brings the world to its knees where every, almost every country is wondering uh, how they're going to deal with this virus. And me and you right now, you are listening right now. Perhaps uh, you not dealing with the, the virus yet. Or perhaps you have been one of the people that's infected. Or perhaps you worried. You don't know what's going to happen. But I want you to know that there's nothing impossible for God. I wanted to take the time uh, to share uh, with you, the importance of the uh, of this podcast. I've always wanted to share what the Lord has put in my heart with those around me, my family, first of all, and those uh, that are away from me that really doesn't know me. And I wanted to take the opportunity to do that. But I never, even though I purchased everything I needed, I purchased the microphone, I purchased the computer, I purchased the software to record this. I even created all the accounts. I, I was ready but I never get started. I never really um, go further than that. I bought everything I needed, but I set up everything and they were just watching me while I watched them. It wasn't until last Sunday, uh, when my pastor, Pastor Gregory Toussaint was preaching and he had given us three keys uh, to help us stay focused in this time, in this outbreak, he gave us three things to help us have peace in our mind. And I remember one of which stood out to me. It's what he told us that we must keep our eyes Focus on the Lord whenever there's an outbreak like this, whenever things are not going our way, we must keep our eyes focused on the Lord. And to me, that really cut my attention. Because a lot of a, a lot of time is we tend to worry. We tend to think of different things. We think to figure out what we're gonna do. We think to come up with plans, plan A, plan B, plan C. if this doesn't work, here's what we're gonna do. But we we forgot who who who, who we belong to we forgot the person that in charge of us a lot of time and that sermon to me really bring it back to what's what 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 really important because he said he said something that was key he said at at, at at some point no matter what we're doing no matter how much you can do but it all come back to god it all come back to god because it's only him can keep our focus uh, away from these things that are going on And secondly, uh, I was listening to a pastor called Michael Todd. Um, I'm sure some of you might be familiar with him and some of you may not. And he said something that was key Uh, um, in his sermon. He was talking about uh, one of the key things he said is owning your calling, owning the call, owning your calling. Uh, But he was really uh, talking about ministers. Who's the ministers? Who do we Call ministers um a lot of people see ministers at pastors but we are the ministers wherever we are god call us to minister um whether you're in the hospital whether you're in business whatever you do god's calling you to be a minister so and he had challenged everyone to um the challenge was starting today that you would um, agree you would agree uh, to own your call so that's exactly what i'm doing i'm i'm, I'm, I'm owning my call because i was a god i understand now it makes perfect sense now you call me for a reason and i want to own my call now before i get into the remedy for in calamity before i get into uh, the remedy in calamity the three three things you're going to need to really uh have the remedy you need when you're going through those calamities uh those three things before i get into them i i want to take a minute to simply talk about five amazing things that i notice that comes out of the outbreak five things i notice that really that's good thing although there's plenty bad but I drew out five good things I noticed. At least, I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure you could come up with five others yourself or seven more yourself. As a matter of fact, I would challenge you to look at it that way. Look at five other things or seven things that would come out. You can email it to me uh, uh, in my email down below. I put it in the description. Or you could even uh, uh, text me back and let me know the five things you notice noticed. In our, in our next episode, I'll be sure to, to mention some of them however the five things that i've noticed um throughout this outbreak is the number one thing i noticed is this outbreak really bring a sense of unity you really see that people are actually working together you see all different department different hospital helping each other you see uh jobs that would normally never do certain things and 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 they they changing around what they used to do to accommodate for this um epidemic. You see uh in the NBA, you see players donating thousands of dollars to help in the case people that don't have money. You hear the government's talking to figure out a way to help those that don't have money. So all of a sudden this outbreak we used to be divided, but this outbreak bring us, uh, instead of focusing on ourselves, he bring us together. Now we're looking at each other. We're looking how can we help um, the next, the person next to us. So that's that's an amazing first thing I noticed that ha- that's this outbreak uh, 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 make happen. Second thing, I noticed even though how no matter how much we used to love our job, no matter how much we, lo- we used to love everything else, a side of our family, but this outbreak redrew us from everything else but our family. For some reason, this outbreak bring us together with our family. Majority, a lot of people can't go to work. A lot of people can't step out the house. So we are stuck with our spouse, with our kids. So we have time now to spend time with them. So God find a way to give us the time we need to spend with our family. Third thing I noticed is that this virus really revealed the true nature of people. Um, One thing I noticed is that a lot of people are really working under a spirit of fear. I see fear really governing a lot of people's life. Because once the virus hit, there was a record of firearm purchase. You can't even get uh, uh, rounds. And, and, and firearm stores anymore weapons are being purchased left and right there's over 3 million uh, uh um, background check documents right now in the NBA, FBI possessions people that want to purchase weapon um, because of this outbreak so you really see it really you really see the true nature of of people that we're dealing with fourth we noticed that um, this outbreak really show us What resource means, what's the difference between resource and source? Everything that we do on earth, it's a resource. Whether we preach, whether we go to church, whether we go to work, whatever we do, we're a basketball player. All these, God is showing us, all these are resources I put at your disposal. And then when all things shut down, we can no longer go to those places. The only thing left is the source, which is God. No matter how hard things get, no matter how how um, how impossible things get, no outbreak can stop you from going to God's presence. No outbreak, no pandemic can stop you from truly being God's presence. So you 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 notice this outbreak really show us everything else in life is a resource not the source god is the source but everything else your job everything else you think you're good at all these are resources that god allow you to have in order to help somebody else fifth and last thing that um i noticed is i noticed this outbreak give us what we call an opportunity to re- truly preach the gospel before this outbreak happened, everybody was on the go 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 go. Finally, people have time. See, people are so bored now? There's so many videos on the internet that's flowing uh, that that's going around showing people that, that's just doing silly things. Because they don't know what to do with themselves. And this is where me and you, we have the opportunity now. In our homes, we can reach out to them. So five things. Unity, family, reveal people's nature, clarified, resource versus source. And we see there's an opportunity for us to preach the gospel. So for that, I'm really, really, really um, happy um, for these five amazing things that come out of the COVID-19. Like I said, there's probably more. There's there's definitely more. And I want you to, you know, share with me what you see. If it's five, seven things you see uh, that's different from what I have, please share it with me. I want to learn as well. Uh, um, send me an email, podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Now, let's dive in into the three things that you need the three remedies in calamities. Remember, this is the first episode. Remedy in calamity. So I'm gonna give you three remedies, three pills, three medication that you're gonna need, and other to go through this outbreak, and other to have the peace of mind, and other to 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 really um, develop your faith as you go through that calamity. Number one, the more one thing you must do. You must start and end your day in prayer. You must start and end your day in prayer. Listen to what the psalmist says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 6 and 18. It says, Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. And he goes. In every situation, no matter the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, my God. See, verse that really stand out to me is verse 17. says, pray unceasing prayer and be persistent. Don't just pray and give up. Be persistent. Morning. Noon, night, continue to pray, and he says in every situation, what no matter the, what the circumstances are. See, in this circumstances, instead of withdrawing from God, we must go deeper in God. We must find ways to pray even better. I found the bathroom to be a, a, a great sanctuary for me in my house. I found that to be an awesome place for me to sit there and and just. Loss in God's word and loss in some song time of prayer is i can say it's one of the most important habit a christian can develop um trust me i'm not dead uh i'm not telling you something i master because i'm not yet. it's something i'm developing in my life and i feel like you can too. it's never too late to start it's never too late to continue and let's see what the bible says again in philippians 4 6 i'm reading in the message bible it says don't fret or worry instead of worrying pray let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concern. My God, yo, this is awesome. They, see, a lot of time, we, 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 we are awesome. We know how to worry. We know how to worry. It's second nature to us. But do you know that worry and prayer, it's not that much difference there's not that much difference to worry the biggest difference to worry in prayer is that one you you see the issues you're going through you see the circumstances you're going through and you just focus on that circumstance you just focus on that situation whereas prayer does something different Prayer take the same situation, the same circumstances, the same trouble that you're going through, and instead of focusing your eyes on that situation, you just did a you just do a shift, you just shift it to the Lord. So you're not looking at your situation, but you're looking at the one, the source, the only one that can help you through that situation. So that's the difference between worry and prayer. Worry, you just keep constantly thinking about prayer but you, you're just constantly thinking about the, the situation, but prayer, you constantly thinking about the one God who can solve that uh, circumstance. So in this calamity, in this outbreak, in this disaster that's going on right now, the thing we can do is focus our attention on the one, on the source. It's focus our attention on Jehovah Jireh. It's focus our attention on Jehovah Nisi right now. He's the one. So you see, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise ship your quarries into prayers, letting God know your concern. And it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, after he had declared to the Israelite, the plan that I have for you, says the Lord, it's planned for you to prosper and to give you hope. After he said all these beautiful things, and he said to them, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, he said, i listen. He said, i listen. He said, when you call on me, that means it's 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 on us. He's waiting for us. He's on his He's on his throne sitting, waiting for me and you to call on him. And right now in this outbreak, in this pandemic, the only thing we can do is to call in him. The only thing we can do is to cry out his name. And he declared and he said he can, he will listen. He said, I'll listen. And listen to what he said, last verse. And and, and Philippians 33, it says that call to me and I will answer you. It said, I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. Man, see, it's not only good to call out to God, but he promised when you call, he will answer. Not only will answer, but he will tell you marvelous things. If you never had the experience to spend time with God, well, you have the perfect opportunity. Now you're probably home for a whole week, for two weeks, three weeks, six weeks. Who knows? We home, we stuck home. There's nothing better to do than spend some time in prayer to God. So we could hear not only to speak to him, to let them know what we fear, to let them know what we're going through, but also to give him a chance to share with us some marvelous and wondrous things. Some hidden things that we couldn't figure out on our own, some things we couldn't know on our own, but for him to tell us um, what to do. Remember, number one, you start and end your day in prayer. Secondly, what do you do? what must i do what second remedy i must take to have a wonderful to have a wonderful um uh, time um while i'm going through this outbreak second thing you must do is you must dedicate your life to god you must dedicate your life to god i know a lot of you when you heard the word dedication you simply you you think of a baby being presented at a church when you hear of the word dedication, you, you you hear some sort of ceremony that you must do um, to show that you have dedicated your life or your baby's life um, to God. But this is not what we're saying at all. Um, dedication in another sense, that's just saying you're serious. You're just taking up your cross. You're just being your yes going to be your yes. Your no's going to be your no. You just dedicated your life. Listen to what the Bible says. In Colossians three seventeen, in the message translation, it said, "Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way." You can, let me let me read that one more time. It says, "Let every detail in your lives, every details, no 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 details stay hidden. Everyone, everywhere in your life, words." the word that you speak actions your character the things that you do whatever and it goes to say whatever cover every aspect of your life be done in the name of the master but i love what i love how um, they translated it in the nlt new living translation it says that in whatever you do or say do it as a representative representative of the lord jesus christ give thanks to him to god the father so whatever you do do it as a representative so me and you If we're going to own our calling, we need to know that we are a representative of Christ. Wherever we go, we must dedicate our words to him. Wherever we go, we must dedicate our action to him. Whatever we do, it must be dedicated to him. All that we do must be a dedication to him. And this is what the word says in Colossians 3.17, that in everything, in every detail of our lives, words, action, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus Christ. So in this time, I know some people looking for food, looking for, for meat and, and, and market, toilet paper, all these things are gone, and you tend to get upset, you tend to get mad. But remember in that moment that these things are just resources, they're not the source. These things are just resources you need to live, but they're not the source. The source is Jesus Christ. The next time you tend to get mad. The next time you think to curse up a storm. The next time you think you, you want to pick up your fist and fight someone. Understand you are a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the last verse goes, it says, in woman 12.1, it says, here's what I want you to do. God helping you. That's in the message Bible, of course. It says, take your everyday ordinary life. Your sleeping your eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. See, when you embrace what God do in your life is the best thing you could do for God. Embracing what God do for you is the best thing. You could do for him. So, in other words, when you dedicated your life you're embracing what God is doing in your life. When you're dedicating of your life, you become aware of everything that you do. When you dedica- when you're dedicating your life to God, what you're doing is you really pay attention, you focus everything you do, you do it with a purpose. You're like a, a a chess master that every move you make, there's a reason for it. You didn't just move that that piece for no reason. there's a reason. You move every piece in your life. You become that master that everything you do has a purpose. Everyone you speak to has a purpose. Every word that come out of your mouth has a purpose to encourage, to help, to build up. Every things that come out of your mouth, every action that you make become matters because you are God representative. I tell you the first thing, the first remedy you need. this time of need you need to start and end your day in prayer and i tell you the second thing you need is to dedicate your life to god is to dedicate your life to god and the third thing you need is to focus on your family make sure they follow god focus on your family make sure they follow god this is the greatest tragedy a man's life it's when a man done all he could for god and then he lost his family he saved everyone else but he failed to save his own family your family is the second closest things you got after god let me say this again your family is the second closest things you have after god you can pretty much bet they will be there in the worst of times. They will be there. This outbreak closed all type of jobs. All athletes can't travel. All business people can't do nothing. The only people that's really working hard right now is the doctors, the nurses, those people that are working in the hospital, the CNAs. Those are the people that are really in the front line. And we need to lift them in prayer before God. Because they are right now the front line. But at the end of the day when you notice the job that you always run you always leave your family for, the job that never leave you enough time to spend with your wife, with your daughter, with your son, when the tough times come, that job deserted you. Now you have no choice but to spend time with your family. Your family is all you got. At the end of the day beside God, your family, is the next thing you got. So I want you to understand. That this become a tragedy. To a man. When he works so hard for God. It saved everyone else. But he failed to save his own family. The Bible says. Your wife. Will be like a fruitful grapevine. Flourishing within your home. Your children. Will be like vigorous. Young olive trees. As the seed. Around your table. In Psalm twenty-eight three, That's what the Bible declare And so when a man. Failed. To bring his family to God. That's the greatest tragedy. That could ever happen to him. It's a man's job. To go before God. And bring his family alone. Before God. And I stay and believe. Those three things. Those three keys. Are what necessary to help you go through this epidemic right now. Three things. Start and end your day in prayer. Two, dedicate your life to God. And three, focus on your family. I hope that these words were inspiring, were encouraging to you. I hope I hope that these words can help you to pick up your arm and own your call, just like uh, Pastor Michael Todd says, you gotta own your calling. And today, this is proof that I take my first step to own my calling. And I want you, I want to give you an opportunity to do the same. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you don't have Christ in your life. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Him in your life. Accepting Christ is as easy as A B C. A, accept that I'm a sinner. B, I believe that Christ died on the cross for me. See, I confess with my mouth that He is Lord and Savior. And the Bible says the moment you say that, and you believe it in your heart that Christ was raised from the dead, it says you are saved forevermore. Why don't you just bow your head and do this prayer with me? If you don't know Christ, let's do, let us let, do this prayer together. Said that Heavenly Father, I accept that I'm a sinner. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that He came, He died, and He rose again for my sin. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So please send me a note if you did this. If you did this prayer, send me an email. Um, Write me, send me a comment on this podcast. Uh, Kazipodcast At gmail.com Kazipodcast At gmail.com May the Lord bless you Have a blessed day And I can't wait for episode 2 Where we're going to come with Second episode Second set of remedies That you're going to need for calamities This was your 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 Friend, your brother um, From another mother Bruno Marcellus. May God bless you Bye